The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Derek Dorch of the Diversa Group, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch. Derek walks you through how to win government jobs, effectively manage your government career, and best utilize government services. Every week on Fed Access, you'll learn about interesting federal agencies, workers, and careers. Fed Access provides you the access you need to succeed in the federal government. And now your host, Derek T. Dorch. Welcome to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch from Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Thank you for stopping by the show. We are always glad to have you. Today, as we're kicking in this new year and kicking in February, we're going to be talking about careers and talking about how to get into the federal government. Although we've got a little turmoil going on in the federal government, there are still people who are interested in being federal employees. And we want to talk about, you know, how do you deal with it? A lot of people always ask, you know, hey, it seems like a black hole when you're trying to apply for federal jobs. I don't hear back. I don't get best qualified. We've got a career expert here today who's going to talk to us about the secrets about how to get into this federal job. And so we've got Dr. Lisa Matthews here. She is the president and, and, and really the founder and also a federal career expert, but she works at TopChoiceResumes.com. It's Top Choice Resumes, and she's been working for the federal government. She's got a lot of experience, and she's been helping many, many people get into the government. She's got some unique insights because she's been on both sides as a person who's trying to get in and as a person who's also on the inside seeing how this process works. Dr. Matthews, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Derek. I'm excited to be here. Outstanding. We're glad to have you. So talk to us about your story real quick. Mm -hmm. We were talking a little bit before the show about your story, and I found it to be fascinating, you know, about how you got to where you are today and then also what led you to start these, you know, you start your business of helping people get into the federal government. Give us a breakdown of of where you're coming from. Absolutely. So my background is education and journalism. And while I was a student, a PhD student at Georgia State University, I came across a fellowship that my mentor gave me. She brought it to my attention at the Centers for Disease Control. And I really didn't know a lot about public health while I was in school. And there is a lot of education and public health. It really comes together. Um, And so when I came across this fellowship, she said, you have to apply to this job, Lisa, you have to. Um, There's a lot of wealth of experience and you have to apply for it. So I went out and I applied for this job. It was about early childhood and developmental Mm -hmm. disabilities and parenting. And it was in in Atlanta. And so I applied for it at the CDC and I got the job. And so while I was opened up to this world of public health, I became fascinated with health and human services, Mm -hmm. education and parenting Mm -hmm. and just public health in Mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. So I was open up to um, the federal government. And and let me interject Uh with that. A lot of people don't know that there's these fellowships out there, right? I mean, a lot of times there's these, you know, people ask about how do you get into federal government? And there's these all these different programs, whether it be these internships or fellowships that oftentimes people don't really know about and they don't take an opportunity to jump into it. Right. Absolutely. And this fellowship was known as ORISE. So if you have your pen and paper, write down 
ORISE. It's O-R-I-S-E. And it's for people who are just getting out of school. And right. it's, it's, it's like if you have at right. least five years or less of experience from yeah. graduating from sure. school. Sure. So many opportunities there. But a fellowship is a great way to enter into the federal government. Okay. And it was a paid fellowship. Okay. So okay. it wasn't like you were going in as an intern and not right. getting paid. Right. And it opened up that door for me. And so one and thing. you would have never thought about this unless your mentor never. even told you. And my mentor told me to take the job. But I was already working at Georgia State University mm. teaching. Okay. And I was torn because I had a fellowship there. And she said, no. Take this job, Lisa, wow. do it. And I'm forever grateful for that because I was still able to teach mm-hmm. and get that background. And one thing that my family members, my friends, my relatives, they always ask me, Lisa, you always get jobs, you get interviews. You know, what are you doing? And they said, what is it about your resume? And I just started writing resumes for my friends and family. And I noticed that they started getting interviews mm-hmm. and promotions and jobs mm-hmm. as well. And that's what really what kind of, it prompted you to say, you know what, yeah. maybe I do have something. Maybe. But, you know, you had that background in journalism, too, where you understood the yeah. power of communication, didn't you? I right. mean, did that help you out in terms of what you're doing? Absolutely. The journalism degree, that foundation helped me with the writing and it just came together. So really your gifts will just come together into a hobby or a business or just whatever in your career path and it will come together for you. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, when I do a lot of career consulting, I always talk to people about don't discount, you know, the different things you've been through. A lot of times, you know, sometimes people discount it as if it's not relevant. Mm -hmm. And would you say the same that sometimes you need to take a look at all the things you've done because it may be more relevant and you can use something from it in order to propel you? Absolutely. Never discount it. Because at first I was like, well, I have this journalism degree, but then I realized I wanted to teach. And then the public health, how are all of these connected? But they were, they all ended up being connected, especially at the CDC. The journalism came together because it helped me with the writing, with the resumes and the educational piece came together because the CDC was specifically looking for people with an educational background to help them teach parents on how healthy parenting truly helps helps with child development and it came together and that's where I was working in developmental disabilities so never discount your background and what you're doing so I definitely agree with you and it's it's amazing because I you know I always talk to people about their writing skills right and Mm -hmm. a lot of times the technical people whether it be healthcare professionals engineers scientists people don't realize how much writing goes into the federal government they're always writing these reports a lot of technical writing that goes into that stuff. Would you say that's a fundamental skill that some people are lacking sometimes? A lot of times, in these, especially you're a very smart individual, mm-hmm. right? But you don't know how to write. Yes. Mm. Like the writing is critical, especially now. I think we're we're such a, like a social media sure, world and, sure, and sure. texting and shorthand right. writing is critical. And you don't want to lose that skill now right. because, right. like like I mentioned, we're just writing, like, all the shorthand and um, just take the time to write. To learn, to learn how to do <laughs> to it. Yeah. How, do it how did you get to D.C.? You know, you were working CDC. Yeah. You got this mm-hmm. fellowship. I mean, what, you know, what, what got you up here? Well, well, honestly, I always wanted to live in D.C. Mm-hmm. I love this area, the D.C. area. It's just a place where so much is going on, so much opportunity, especially if you are an entrepreneur, a small business owner. I absolutely love it here. And the federal market is huge. So if you are someone who is interested in the federal market, 
um, and want to learn more about it or a contractor looking for to get work right. in the federal, right. working with right. federal agencies, right. this is a great place to be, networking opportunities. So much to learn. And it's amazing. You know, a lot of times, you know, I, I talk to people on two levels, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, D.C. is the place. Mm-hmm. But just like you found a federal position or that fellowship in Atlanta. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, so there are other opportunities in other places. I mean, you know, you can be in D.C., but you can also be in another place and still get into the federal government. That's true. I'm glad you brought that up. It's not the only place right. to be. There right. are other right. places right. you can right. go. So when you came up here, you mm-hmm. start working for another agency and still stayed in health and still stayed in health and everything else. And that's what got you up this way? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. You know, being on the other side, right, being inside the federal government, right, and kind of, you know, being in that perspective, you had a chance to now you got into the fellowship. Did it make it easier for you to transition up this way or did you still have to kind of go through that whole, you know, arduous process of USA jobs and everything else? Mm-hmm. Always people ask, like, you know, is there an easy way to navigate this thing? What would you say? OK, I'll say this. There's not really necessarily an easy way to navigate what I call mm. the beast. <laughs> I call beast. it a beast. Okay. Uh, the beast for, in the black hole. It is a beast <laughs> applying for a federal job. But there are things you can do to make it easier. Okay. And if you have not been successful, um, there are some tips that I want to share with you to make it an easier transition. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. this has made it an easier way for me to apply. And some things have been done to make it easier for people to okay. apply. Okay. Um, one thing, for example, I don't know how long you have been applying, but, but previously there were these things called KSAs mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. had to write. The knowledge, skills, and abilities. Yes. Right. Those, those essays. Those essays. The yeah. essays. And mm-hmm. when I started applying, trying to get in, um, before 2008, I mean, you literally had to write pages and pages and essays and essays for each question when you got to that assessment part where they asked you about your experience and mm-hmm. are you able to do this. Mm-hmm. Now they're more multiple choice questions right. where right. you just kind of click the best choice, A, right. B, C, or D. Um, so the, the Obama, Obama administration did do that um, to make it easier for people to apply for the uh, USA federal positions, but um, there, there's still some things you got to kind of yeah, push through, right? And everything else, and hold through. it. I mean, because I want to talk about your tips on the next segment. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want to take a quick break. What All I want right. to do, I want to kind of go over some of your key tips in terms of one looking for jobs, right? Because sometimes people say, "I'm still not finding the right jobs on USA right. Jobs," and it may be how they're searching. But then also, a lot of people ask those questions about even the multiple choice questions, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes say, well, should I pick, you know, best qualified? Should I pick this, that, and the other? I don't want to lie. I don't, but I'm, you know, I don't want to shortchange myself. A lot of mm-hmm. times people are asking questions about, you know, how does the HR person going to look at my resume kind of mm-hmm. coming in and how the hiring manager is going to look at my resume and what should I put in? What should I keep out? So let's talk about all that when we come back. Right. We're talking to Dr. Lisa Matthews. She is the president of Top Choice Resume. You can find her site at topchoiceresumes.com. She is a federal career expert, has worked within government, done all the different kind of pieces and seen things from both sides. And she's going to talk to us about some of her career tips and some of her secrets that she uses to help clients get into the federal market. We're talking about these things and talking about much more. You're listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. 
Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. If you just have joined us, you have missed a lot. We have Dr. Lisa Matthews here. She is president of Top Choice Resumes. She is a federal career expert. She's a person who spent time in the federal government, has seen a number of different things. She's been at different agencies, and she's seen things from the applicant side all the way to kind of the hiring side in terms of being on the side of interviews and bringing people in and seeing how this process works. She's going to give us some tips on how to find these jobs, how to also navigate USA jobs, and also how to make sure the resume is what it needs to be. And so in that whole kind of process, you can win these federal positions. A lot of people are still interested in government. Although the market and the private sector is growing, government is always going to be there. It's always going to be a market that people have interest. And there are certain things you can do in government that you just can't do in the private side. And the career in government is still something where you can still make a difference. It's still something where you can help people and help society and make a change. And so that's why it's still something for a lot of people who have an interest who really want to change society and really want to do things that are, that are right for society and everything else. And so, Dr. Matthews, you know, mm-hmm. looking at this process and looking at the whole, you know, dynamic of kind of saying, you know what, how do I find, let's, let's talk about how do I find federal jobs first, right? If a person's getting started, right, mm-hmm. and you're saying, you know what, I'm listening to the show, I'm trying to figure out how do I find certain kind of jobs. I mean, what would be your recommendation? And, you know, with that recommendation, are there certain kind of key terms they should be looking for? Has USA Jobs been better? What do you say? Right. So before we go into even how to find a job, it really starts with, like, what three professional hats do you wear? Mm, okay. So I, I think that's how you start even before you looking right. begin looking for the job. So I always ask people, what three main professional hats do you wear? What are your main areas of the your expertise? So, for example, I would say I'm a professional resume writer, a certified interview coach, and a career strategist. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking for words like, Oh, I'm a people person. I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I just I get the job done. You know, not we're not looking for words like that. And people you always, <laughs> always use those that. terms, right? <laughs> I'm a hard gonna... worker. It's like, well, you everybody's, everybody's a hard worker, right? Yeah, everybody's everybody got interpersonal skills. That. Yeah, exactly. I love people. Well, they're not going to hire you right. because of that. Right. Um, what can you, you know, what is your area? of expertise over for always have your your three main buckets your professional hats and that will really help drive what you're searching for in USA do you find that people have a hard time kind of identify I mean even those who have expertise or there they may even be considered a SME or subject matter expertise in something do you find that they have a hard time identifying that sometimes absolutely even people with over 20 years of experience Mm. but once you really think about it and you have that aha moment you're like wow okay I get it right and it really Really, truly helps you narrow down and be specific in your job search okay. or what you want. So, okay. you know, I'm just throwing something out there like, a OK, oh, I'm a project manager, a program right. coordinator, right. a program analyst. And that will help you narrow down those key words right. to search when you're looking at USA right. jobs. And then thinking about the resume when you're going into that before you even begin the job search Throw out everything you have learned about resume writing okay. when it comes to okay. writing a federal resume. Sure. Everything you learned about resume writing. Oh, it should be one to two pages. Right. Now throw that out right. the window, right. out the door. That's right. a lie when it comes to federal resume writing. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. You will not get a federal job with a one-page resume. Mm. You won't get through 
um, that black hole. You won't get referred. This is just true. Right. I mean, that's what right. it is. Right. I mean, and so many mm-hmm. people are so used to the private sector. They come through the colleges and, and the mm-hmm. colleges are using the same template about this one page resume that mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of stuff on it. Or they're going through either sometimes the government contracting. Then, you know, somebody, hey, one page resume. So you've got to throw all of that out, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You have to throw that out, change the mindset and think of it like your mini life bio, your work mm. bio, even if you are just out of co- um, college, you may not have a lot of work experience mm-hmm. or just out of high school. Mm-hmm. There are still things that you'll need to include for the federal resume. So why, why do you uh, think that federal agencies want that level of information? I mean, a lot of people wonder, yeah. like, why should that re- federal resume be so long? Is it because they want to validate things or is it because there are certain things that, you know, especially being from the side where you've seen the interviews, you know, are you looking at things a little bit more in depth when you're looking at a person to hire uh, on the federal side? Well, honestly, I think it's really just to get through right now through the computer system okay. <laughs> for that. And <laughs> to be then, honest, right. Yeah, sure. to be honest. And then out of the all of the resumes that are submitted, right. just the top ranked ones get to the hiring manager's desk. Gotcha. And then those people are called in for the interview. Um, and really, a lot of Times, I mean, the average hiring manager only looks at the resume for a, a minute or two. Mm, I mean, they, mm, they skim through right, it, sure. but it gets through the system. But when you are creating that um, federal resume for USA Jobs, and it gives you a good template to begin with. These are just some things that I want you to have in mind and go through this checklist to help you with this. Um, just starting off to begin with, um, as you start collecting your information, and this is critical. Think of your four to five professional references. Your four to five professional references. And these are people that you know that will sing praises for you. I mean, not just, oh, well, Derek, I mean, he's okay. He, he's he's a, a pretty good worker. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I would mm-hmm. hire him again. No, like, I, Derek is phenomenal. He is the best worker I've ever had. People that you know Will just and I appreciate that, Lisa. I pre- no, from, just- <laughs> right, sing from the rooftop, and it's even because they will call all of the references sure. in your USA Jobs account. They will call every single one, every single reference. So you want to ensure that these are the best references that you can give. And even if you have to do a, a pre-screen and check on them yourself, mm. and I mean it, mm. to call and see, call wow. from another number yeah. and see what type of referral they will give you. Or have a friend have or somebody a friend call. call. Yeah, not you. I mean, yeah, or sure, have a friend sure, 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 or, sure, sure, or sure. even you. Call from yeah. another and just see. <laughs> you think hey, hey. <laughs> I've, right, I've sure. actually done that for clients. Okay. And people are they surprised. Were surprised. Wow. And wow. give your referrals a head heads up. Hey, this is my resume. I'm applying for positions. Mm. Just so you know, you may get a um, a call. How many people do you see who are using refer or references who they have not checked? Is that a lot of people who are doing that? They haven't checked. They haven't let them know. Hmm. Let your referral, your your references know that you're on the job hunt. It's simple. Call them for 10 minutes. This is what I've been doing. Here are the top three accomplishments that I've had in the last few. Some of them don't even know what they've been doing for the last five years. And they get a call. And And they get a call like, oh, well, well, I haven't seen John. And, yeah, you yeah, know, just right, right, give right. them a heads up. It's simple. You know, I, I get a lot of questions about people say, hey, listen, I didn't have a good relationship with my boss. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of a lot of that happens oftentimes. We didn't necessarily leave on the right terms and everything else. People say I got to have three references. Right. 
What do you suggest in those kind of situations where a person doesn't have that kind of good relationship and maybe can't get a good reference from that immediate supervisor? Do you suggest go to somebody who they worked with? I mean, what do you suggest on that? Yeah, and that's a great question. One thing with the federal, the USA Jobs, it doesn't have to be an immediate supervisor for every uh, reference. So go to, if you do at least put one supervisor, put one that you right. did have a good relationship with. Maybe in a previous position. Uh-huh, a previous position, and then put your coworker who you did have a great relationship mm-hmm. with, and they can speak highly right. of you. Right. So it does not have to be okay. Your, okay. your current or immediate supervisor. Now, in the USA Jobs, they ask you. Right. For the supervisor. Can we contact, can we contact that person? And then you put no. <laughs> And they won't contact him. But have her. you have you ever seen a time where some people either they didn't see no, or I've had situations where people say I put no, and the person still got called. No, not really. If so you put no, they won't. They call. won't call. They they're, they're not, not supposed, supposed to. to. Okay. Just put no, and then if you put no, they don't have the um, the box available for you to put mm, their names, okay, or their phone number. Okay. And okay. honestly, if I suggest if you put no for one, just put no for all of them mm. because it looks a little, you know, okay. a little so iffy. Then, like, why do you have right. no for this? Right, one and yes right. for this one. It starts to people ask just questions. Stay consistent. Okay. If you put yes for all, then fine. Put okay. yes. If you put no, just put no. And then in your references, list them all and make sure they're great. And I start with the references because that's going to take the most time for you to really mm. make sure they're solid and good. Mm-hmm. I've seen people get through the certification, which is the hardest thing to do, mm-hmm. and go through all of that do great at the interview, mm-hmm. and then not get the job because of their references. You know, I want to hold you right there. This is a great tip right there because a lot of people don't think about how important the references are. They don't think about to call these references ahead of time. And sometimes they don't even think, well, you know what, maybe I need to write the, rec- the recommendation letter for them. A lot of references, I know people ask me to write recommendation letters. I don't have the time. And so I say, hey, listen, write it down for me and give me a template and I'll modify, I'll edit it and put my own wording into it. But a lot of people don't take that kind of time to make sure their references are solid. So this is some good points right there. I want to keep on talking about this when we come back and get into the resume tips and everything else. We're talking to Dr. Lisa Matthews. She's the president of Top Choice Resumes. You can find them at topchoiceresumes.com. She's a federal career expert. She's an interview expert. And she's been on the side of the applicant. And now she's been on the side of the federal worker. And so she's seen things from the inside. So she's not just kind of just talking about it from not knowing it. She's been there. She's done that. And she's providing some great tips right here for federal job seekers. We'll be right back after this break. Listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch from Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. If you're just joining us, we have been talking about federal resumes. We've been talking about the federal hiring process. We've been talking about how can you position yourself the right way in order to get these federal jobs. We've been talking to a federal career expert. We've got Dr. Lisa Matthews in here on the studio, and she is from Top Choice Resumes. You can find their site at topchoiceresumes.com. But she's been in the side. She's worked for federal government. She's seen things from the inside. And she's giving us the tips, some secrets about how to navigate this federal job process and how to win at it. And so in this whole process, she already gave us some good tips about references that a lot of people don't think about. And she started out with that. And a lot of times people start out with the other process. But she started out with a good, valuable point about people need to make sure 
they know who their references are. Check those things out ahead of time. Call those people. Mm-hmm. Verify that they're going to give you a good reference because, you know, we've got some horror stories that you can that you can tell, Dr. Matthews. So, Dr. Matthews, you know, going into that, and, and you were just about to say, I think, you know, as, you, as we were finishing out the last piece, you've seen people get all the way to the certifying process, the certification process, where they're about to be hired. And then they start checking references, and then everything just blows up in their face. Is that right? Derek, I've seen it. I have seen it firsthand. I've seen, just imagine the hiring managers, the team is excited Mm -hmm. because it's such a long process. Mm -hmm. This person has a great resume, experience, background, everything. They come in, they interview well, they're ready to go. They get the, you know, ready to put in the Mm -hmm. offer and you have to, you have to check the references. Four to five references and they call and the references are not good. Wow. And they can't make the offer. And it is really, it's just a blow. And you have to start all over Mm. and you have to call that person and say, I'm sorry, we can't do it. We can't can't do do it. it. Right. Because if you have four to five bad references, what do you do? Wow. Wow. And so really take the time. You've seen those situations. I've seen it more than once. Where you got four to five bad references. Wow. Yes. Yes. Because they just didn't take the time. And if they did, they would have known. Right. And so with those references, it doesn't really. But that may have been a lifesaver, though. Yeah. (laughs) If you got four to if you got four to five bad references, maybe one is not is is all right. But four to five. Maybe one but four to five. Right. So really with the references, it's great because in USA Jobs, you don't have to have their address. You don't have to have a lot of information. All you need is their name. You know, their title, where they work, their phone number and email. Okay. That's it. Okay. You're going to call them and verify. And like I said, give them a heads up. Sure. Send them your updated resume. Let right. them know what you're doing. Right. And then, hey, you're good to go. The other thing that I want you to collect, all of your job-related trainings. So all of your job-related trainings that really are related to the position at hand. So if you're applying for a project manager role with the federal government, putting your trainings are, re- are mm-hmm. related to project management mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. that could really um, transition well into the federal government. Publications. So when people see publications, they think, oh, a peer-reviewed journal or publication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's not necessarily true. Put in any standard operating procedures, SOPs that you have written, Mm. Um, articles, any types of work aids, reports, anything that you have written at your previous positions and put those in there. A lot of people feel like it has to be seen in the public, right? That somebody has to, like you said, it's in a journal, it's in a newspaper, it's been out there. But you're saying, hey, listen, if you're writing, then you should be putting down that I'm the one who's writing this stuff. And many people are writing. They just don't realize this stuff, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. They think publication, oh, it had to be mm-hmm. in the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. No, it's a publication for mm-hmm. your company, your right. agency. Right. Write the title, the, the name of the publication, what it was, and the year. And right. put that in there. Right. Put all your publications, any presentations. It does not have to be a presentation at a major conference. Did you present at your company's annual retreat? Mm -hmm. Did you give a talk? Mm -hmm. Write the title where it was in the year. Mm -hmm. Put all of your presentations in there. They want that information. And and it shows a level of of knowledge, skill, and ability. Like you mentioned, they don't do the essays, but they're looking for this stuff in the resume now, Mm -hmm. right? You know, where in USA Jobs, they give you all this space. 
to kind of write down stuff. You know, every piece has five, you know, there's 5,000 characters of experience. You got 20,000 characters in the additional information section. So you got all this room mm-hmm. to kind of pull this stuff out. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. And yeah. people leave it out. They're like, oh, well, I didn't give a, a presentation at right. a major conference. Right. It doesn't matter. Did you right. give a presentation at a leadership retreat sure. with your organization? Sure. Did you do a training? Right. You know, you want to put, speaking of trainings, you if you facilitated one with a small right. group of eight people right. at your job, right. you want to put that right. down because you, right. you gave a training. You know, a lot of people ask about, you know, management and leadership and people sometimes say, you know, I, well, I never really managed or I never really led. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even if a person is leading maybe one or two people or they're, you know, coaching them or they're training them, that's still kind of leadership or management. Would you say that? I mean, yes. a lot of times people are selling themselves short. They're selling, you're selling yourself short. And you're not going to get credit in the system because you're leaving that information Mm. out. So you want to include all of that. You want to include your accomplishments, your achievements and awards. Include all of that information in the federal resume. Also, the hours per week that you work at the Mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I recommend, because sometimes people will have to take a pay cut. Initially, you may Mm -hmm. if you're coming from the private sector. Mm -hmm. If you include your salary, they ask you for your salary. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they do that because you may be able to get a higher grade if you transition. So that's why they may ask for that. Make sure you put the hours per week. And then again, going back to that, they will ask you, may we contact your supervisor? Yes or no. If you have any questions, if you hesitate, just mm-hmm. put no, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they mm-hmm. will call mm-hmm. if they if they have mm-hmm. the opportunity. Right. Put all of your professional memberships if you're in mm-hmm. any professional memberships. And then you do list you recommend them. that, Lisa? Do you recommend that people join professional associate? I mean, have you found that to be, you know, I, I talk to people about that all the time. People, mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, do I join associations and network? Do I get involved in this kind of stuff? How valuable do you find the networking dynamic of associations or just even being, you know, going to conferences or other things like that? Is that valuable? Yeah, I, th- I think it can. It can be valuable depending on what what is your goal? What is your purpose? Are you just mm-hmm. signing up and paying dues just to, right. to list them? Or are you really taking advantage mm-hmm. of what the organization is offering you? Gotcha. Are you getting involved? Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you just list 10 organizations, but what are you doing right. within the organization? So if you're getting involved in the organization, yeah. you need to be doing something with that organization right. to really make it valid. Exactly. It's not just being on there just for the sake of being and on there. And what is your role? Sure, 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 mm-hmm. sure, sure. You know, in this town and, and all over the place, you know, have you found, and everybody says, it's not a matter of what you know, it's a matter of who you know in the federal process. Do you find that to be true? Or I mean, I think, I think sometimes it may be a myth, but do you find that, you know, a person who puts in a strong application is, is I mean, of course, people know people and you mm-hmm. got to know the game, but a person who also puts in a very, very solid application, are they just as credible? Yes, I will say with the federal government, they do have a process in place that that who you know, of course, that it always that, comes. It, into, it, yeah, it can yeah, always yeah. come into play, but that you have to make certification. And mm. what we mean by that, some people may not know, is if you are referred, mm. and referred means you have made it to the hiring manager's mm-hmm. desk is basically mm-hmm. what that means. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so keep on going with your, with your oh, list right going. there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So um, another thing that's helpful, just go ahead and get your official transcripts from your colleges, you mm-hmm. know, universities, because sometimes it can take a little longer and they'll ask you to upload that into the system. Um, it could, sometimes they'll take unofficial, but you just want to scan that 
up in your documentation. Another thing that I do want to make you aware of is Schedule A, the letter A like an apple. Um, Some people are unaware of that. And just like veterans get points as well. You can get points um, for disabilities in the government. And some people think, oh, well, you know, I'm not blind or I'm not deaf, so I wouldn't qualify Qualify for for that. that. And that's not true. There's a list. If you Google Schedule A, they have a list also in USA Jobs. There are so many disabilities. Um, For example, even... So, like di- diabetes or asthma is considered a disability or a seizure disorder. There are um, many disabilities that qualify for Schedule A, mm. and you can also get additional points for that. So just looking at the list, and it would just take, you just go to your doctor, and he or she would sign um, that You know, some people uh, signature. say that, hey, listen, I don't want to list that because they think it's going to be, Something that's going to be, you know, I got a disability and somebody's mm-hmm. going to look at well, I don't want to hire somebody with disability. It's different in the federal government, right? I mean, this, 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 I mean, sometimes, yes, there are discriminatory practices in mm-hmm. other places, right? But in the federal government, they oftentimes have these special emphasis managers or they got other people who say, listen, we want to see that because we can get you in under Schedule A. You know, it, it is there for a reason. Would you say that's true? Right, yeah, it's there for a reason. And and like I said, they're, they're just, I'm just sharing all the different mm-hmm. um so some people are unaware of that, right, just right, like uh, right. veterans or Schedule A, you know, just looking at the entire application process. Um, so, you know, just to be aware of what is there during while you're applying. Another thing I want to bring to your attention is that you need to go ahead and get all of the street addresses for your previous employers. <laughs> you won't be able to move forward. Mm. So even if I don't care if the place is no longer open, I hear mm. that from a lot of people talking, mm. oh, well, that company closed 10, 20 years ago. It doesn't matter. You still need to find out where it was located mm-hmm. when you were working there. Mm-hmm. So just go ahead and mm-hmm. get that information. The full street city mm-hmm. zip code, you have to put that in your USA jobs account. And hold that right there, Lisa. I mean, th- th- that's important because I think a lot of people, <laughs> you know, really think how I can just throw this application in, right? And then when it's half filled out, they're wondering why you didn't get a call back. And then it's because, well, we don't have all the information we asked for. And so mm-hmm. they don't get a call just b- just by that simple yes. <laughs> kind of standard procedure that you need to know all this information. You just left half of the thing take blank. a good week or so. And take your time. Take your time. Take your time and do it. We got to take a quick break. <laughs> Before we go into the last segment, we're going to keep on talking about these certain things. Lisa's Dr. Matthews got a lot more uh, tips that, uh, that she's going to be giving us in this last segment right here. We're talking about the federal hiring process, talking about federal careers, talking about how to navigate the USA jobs, talking about these small tips that people don't really know about sometimes that really sometimes puts their resume at a disadvantage. They can have all the great stuff in the world, but if they don't do these small things, sometimes their resumes do not go forward. We're talking about all these good things, and we'll be keep on talking about this when we come back. Listen to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Welcome back to Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. If you're just joining us, we have been having a great conversation about the federal career process, about what's going on for those who are trying to get those jobs, whether you are a federal uh, uh, worker already or whether you are a person who is going through the whole kind of process of really saying, listen, I want to get into the federal government, whether it be an entry level dynamic or whether it be a person who already has a great experience. You want to kind of find out what's going on. We've got a federal career expert in the studio with us, Dr. Lisa Matthews. She's in the studio with us and she's talking about what's going on. She's from 
Top Choice Resumes. She's the president of that company, and you can find them at topchoiceresumes.com. She has been working on people's resumes and giving them the advantage to get into the federal government. Some small tips she gave today that are so uh, paramount and so uh, uh, critical that even sometimes we just forget about references. We forget about filling out the application fully. We forget about certain things that the federal government says this is critical. And we don't see this stuff. We're not moving your application forward. We're not certifying you. You're not going to push forward. And so we're talking about all these things today. Dr. Matthews, as you're, you know, looking at and working with clients, you know, and I know we kind of talked about this multiple choice questions, right? Mm -hmm. They don't do the KSAs as much, but they ask these questions. And a lot of people always say, you know what, how do I navigate the questions? People say, I want to be honest, but you know, and I've even heard hiring managers, I've even seen it with hiring managers. They say, listen, if they don't pick the best, we got we got 500 resumes. If they didn't pick the best one, then anyone who didn't say best qualified or whatever the case is, we don't take them. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with certain situations like that? I mean, what do you suggest to your clients in dealing with that? That is a great question and one that is one that you hear a lot. Mm-hmm. So with the multiple choice questions, it is it is pretty much true. If you don't rank yourself high, you probably will disqualify yourself. Now, if there's a question where we are really making this um, smaller than what the questions usually are. So if a question is something like, have you ever proofread a document, a policy document. Now, the question will be more detailed than this. Have you ever proofread a policy document? Are you an expert at proofreading policy documents? I have never read a proof. I have never proofread a policy document. I have proofread a policy document with a coworker, you know, so like the different levels. Right. And that gets confusing. Like, <laughs> yeah, it can get confusing, yeah, right, but that's, right. you know, that's, a, 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 you know, a fair example mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. So I believe you're not lying if you say, if you've read, a, if you have ever read a policy document mm-hmm. and looked it over and proofread it, then you, you could be an expert at right. it, you sure. know, so you, sure. Mark yourself like don't minimize your skills. You can be an expert at it if you did it before. And the key thing is that you've got to be able to talk about it. When when it comes to the interview, if you're going to mark an expert, you need to prepare yourself Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, if somebody asks you that question, you've got to be like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I did. You know, and I was doing it at this agency or this company or whatever. A lot of people don't do that. Is that right? Yeah. So that that's why I always say have at least three of your main accomplishments you know, in your toolkit, be able to speak about three main things that you've done at your previous position or current position. You know, what are your three main accomplishments? What are your three main professional hats that you wear? I like to think in three. So if Mm -hmm. you have that, you can always pull from those things. And when they ask you those questions, you could be able to talk about the situation, the task, the action and the results. So mm-hmm. think of the star. I really like the star mm-hmm. method. Mm-hmm. Method. You know, we talk about that in the interview. Um, the star, the situation, the task, the action, and the results. You can put that to that policy document right. example that I gave. You could talk right. about well, the situation was I had this policy document, mm-hmm. and the task I was given by my supervisor was I had to proofread it, mm-hmm. and the action. What did you mm-hmm. do? And the results was you know X Y Z. Right. How how much do you put that into the resume? Do you do you talk to people yes. about making sure that that star method, um, and you know, and, and if it's SES a C car method and everything else are put into the resume? Yes. Yeah, so after you do that, 
that list. And that's why I mean, this is not something you can do overnight. I hear people say, oh, there's a USA Jobs posted and it closes tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> at midnight. And, you know, I know people are crushed, but I'm like, right. no, forget it. Right. You know, honestly, you, you, yeah. you, and you shouldn't even want to. You want to take your time. So once you get all of these pieces that we talked about, you know, taking your time, getting your reference, pulling your trainings, pulling all of that together, take a good week to get those items, knowing your professional hats, take your time, put it together. And then, um, then getting the resume, you, you know what you want to target. Then you go back and then start thinking about what have you done. Mm -hmm. And then looking at the job descriptions, you know, pull two to three examples of the types of jobs that you want to apply for after your resume has been updated. Then you start reading them, get your coffee, your tea, read through those job descriptions and look at the words. What are the words that you keep seeing over and over Mm -hmm. again? Highlight Mm -hmm. them. Those are the critical keywords Mm -hmm. that the applicant tracking software, the ATS, the software is going to pull up when you're applying for the position. You know, you you just mentioned Mm -hmm. something real quick about this software. A lot of people don't know that this, this, this stuff is being checked by the computer yeah. first, right? Mm-hmm. The keywords and all the other kind of stuff. That's paramount too. That's important too in terms of kind of saying, you know what? You've got to have all this stuff in here, these keywords, but you've got to have these success stories in there, right? Right. The people are not reading the resume at first. The computer mm-hmm. is. So you want to make sure those words are in your resume. So as you start to think about what you're doing at your position, and it's going to look like a lot. And if you're using bullets, I highly recommend at least 10 bullets for each position. I know mm. it sounds crazy, but have your intro paragraph, right. what you're doing, right. and at least 10 bullets for each of the positions that you have worked. Now, typically in a private sector resume, you don't need to go back past 10 years. It's just too much. You want to keep your job experience to 10 years or less. But in a federal resume, you can go back as far as you need to. to. (laughs) to. So there's no limit on that. So starting with your positions, make sure you have those critical keywords. Right. Dr. Matthew, how long do you take? I mean, you just mentioned Mm -hmm. something that's really important because a lot of people, they're on the job search. They'll see a job that closes the next night Mm -hmm. and they're trying to rush to get it. Doing this seriously and doing this the right way, how Mm -hmm. long do you think this would take? to do it the right way, to get your package the right way, where it's credible, it's competitive, it's powerful, it's targeted. What would you say? Well, the great thing is once you do it once, Mm -hmm. once you have your federal resume set up Mm -hmm. and you're not applying for a project manager one Mm -hmm. day and then a neuroscientist the next, you know, if you're staying in that same realm, realm, it won't take long. So once you have your project, I'm just using a project manager as an example. I want to apply for project mm-hmm. manager program analyst positions mm-hmm. in the federal government. Mm-hmm. Once you take your time, I would say honestly, ten days mm-hmm. to do it right. To do it right for the first dedicated, dedicated mm-hmm. ten days to mm-hmm. it. Ten business days we'll mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and then the next time you see a position that's open for a week or so, you can apply for it in, in two at the most. Right. I mean, just right. because tweaking. you just tweak a little bit, right. your application is already posted. You mm-hmm. put it in USA Jobs and then you answer the questions, you submit, make sure you have everything. One to two days max. What do you recommend? A lot of people say I'm going to upload this PDF document or would you recommend using the USA Job Builder? I like the Builder better because okay. I really believe that the words are scanned better right. than the PDF. Right. I right. I. 100% really do believe right, that. Right, right. So I strongly recommend the builder, but once you use the builder once, you could still use it over and over again. So honestly, after you do it the right way the first time and you're not, and you're applying to similar positions, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, mm-hmm. it you, it doesn't take long to apply. Mm-hmm. 
Dr. Lisa mm-hmm. Matthews. She is the president of Top Choice Resumes. You can find her site at topchoiceresumes.com. She's a federal career expert. She's an interview coach. She's a person who's out there, and she's been in the same place where many people are. She's been in the federal government looking for new positions, trying to rise up, and she's also been an applicant who's on the outside trying to get in the mm-hmm. door. So she can speak to you from that personal experience about kind of doing this, been there, done that, and then now she's teaching other people how to succeed the way she has succeeded and how she's helped other people to succeed. Thank you, Dr. Matthews, for being on the show. We appreciate you. We have to have you back and give some more tips later on this year. Um, We're just starting the year out. I'm sure more people are going to be wanting to apply for federal positions and everything else. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Fed Access with Derek T. Dortch on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear the entire show or any of our weekly programs anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Fed Access with Derek T. Dorch, only on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.